When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's episode 63, season 7 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Today I'm joined with Felonius Filth. Hello. It's been ages. Where have you been? It has. I forgot what you look like. Yeah. I didn't forget. Been, I, I couldn't help. It's been too long. And we've got Bardia back. Hello. So we've done this on a Wednesday night as opposed to a Thursday um, because uh, we're all off to the streets tomorrow night yep. and we wanted to give you the second podcast in a week because things have developed somewhat. So the stories of we've recovered a little bit, I think. I don't know where you're at, but I'm, I'm kind of recovered and starting to sort of be back to normal, more or less. Saturday still hurts somewhat, but I kind of... I, I, I think there's certain things that we could discuss moving forward uh, about Kane... Uh, about how important the running is for the, for the remainder of the season, the risk of um, potentially not finishing in the top four, if that's a risk at all. And uh, we've got some good questions coming in from uh, the people on Twitter, good people on Twitter. Um, but before we do it, uh, T, I haven't really spoken to you much since the game on yeah. Saturday. Just without reliving it in great detail, what, where are you at? How are you feeling about it all? Because you're not happy, are you? Um, I mean, I don't like to blow on trumpet, but the pod did help. Um, go go over it a little. A few people but, said that. Yeah. But um, on the Saturday itself, when I met with Bardi, Spooky, a few other people before the game, I didn't think we'd win. And then when I saw the lineup, I thought, well, we're definitely not going to win. Mm. And then the game starts, and I think we're going to win. Yeah. And Delhi scores, and I think we're going to win. Mm. And then after Delhi scores, we stop 
We don't let our hands go. We stop playing, and then we had a couple of win. chances. Like we had one guilty chance. At, uh, you know. I, I think there were mainly half chances. Yeah, fair but, enough. But um, but no, it's um, it's it's frustrating. I think you know you look at the bigger picture as time goes by, but but it does hurt because and I think you guys talked about on Monday. We've been knocked out of three cup competitions in the same way in the same place. Mm. Yeah. Take the lead at Wembley, lose at Wembley. Yeah, and um, it's frustrating, and it does feel like it's the end of of an era for for some of the squad. Um, maybe what? maybe Pochettino, but generally, I mean, not yet. Not um, yet. I don't know. I think. Nothing's off the table, really, is it, in football? No, not at all. I mean, is there any chance you can see Bardi a season that doesn't start with Pochettino? No, no, I don't think so. But I think Pochettino perhaps glimpsed the end that he could see there's a maybe a that could be in the final moments for him. But I don't know. He's definitely here next season, one hundred percent. You I mean, mean final it, moments would suggest that he's a it's well, imminent. I don't think he's he's never mentioned not staying with Spurs, but I think there was maybe there was a bit of a suggestion that he does see life after Tottenham for the first time ever. Well, I think Real Madrid kind of working in the in the woods, but do they want someone who's not a winner? Someone who's not, um, shall we say, bombastic? It would well, definitely not be a winner if he went to Real Madrid. Real Madrid hired Zidane, who hadn't won anything. Yeah, but he's he's a Madrid legend. He's kind of a bit of an anomaly. I don't think, in my living memory, they've hired someone who's yeah. recently retired like that. I mean, I don't think Pochettino will go, but there will be a managerial merry-go-round this summer. There will be changes at national team level yeah. and big clubs as well. So there will be. Call it will be suitors for Pochettino this summer, but I don't think he's going anywhere. I mean, even before we talked about it briefly on Monday, but even before the result, there was talk about major investment in the squad. Now, I don't know if 120 million is enough, but that is significant amounts of money. Um, if he what I felt from his comments after thinking about it a lot is, is that he wants investment, I think he wants, he wants us to start spending on the squad. Yeah. I think he probably thinks we've taken us as far as he can, as it stands, and it's time to spend, start, start start spending some money now. Whether that's a possibility with the new stadium, the huge amounts of money that we'd have to pay back, I don't know. But I think that would be the next stage. Um, we have got Watford at the weekend, um, and by that time, Chelsea could be two points closer to us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what? not the worst tie in the world. No. I mean, it ain't West Brom at home, although they've been playing well recently, but. I mean, Watford are—they're kind of notorious. They get to the end of the season, they get safe, and then they just kind of like all go on the beach. Mm-hmm. So, is it one of those good teams to play at the end of the season? Um, there's not much in them that kind of fears me. That I'm too worried about. They're not the same team they were at the start of the season. Yeah, they had the new manager bounce, and they've kind of tailed off since then. Um, they're on 38 points. They're pretty much safe. So, um, I don't know. Quietly confident that we can bounce back against them. There's always a bit of panic though when it comes to Spurs. Now I, don't, I can't see any any game like that. Um, on paper and logically, we should be smashing three or four past them, um, much like the end of last season of Hull and Leicester. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a decent fixture. I just wish it was the opening fixture of the weekend and not at the very end because you know everyone's still talking about um, the defeat yeah. um, after last night's exploits of Liverpool. People are moaning to more. And it just feels like the game is just so what, far, and I feel that like the game will kind of exercise some of those demons. What? Yeah, I hope so. Why, why do you? Why do you think? Like, do you see it all the time? You saw it with every club in Man City this year. Yeah. Why? Why is the form of other player, other teams, and the success of other teams? Why does it bring a magnifying glass down on your own club for well, so many fans? Well, it's a bit like um, I don't know. Your girlfriend sees how your mate treats his girlfriend, and she's like, "Well, why do you take me here? Why do you take me there?" I guess it's a bit like that with. Um, with, I guess, Liverpool to a degree, because Liverpool are, well, they won't agree, but they're kind of on our level, yep. you know, kind of Champions League place, not going to win the league anytime soon. Mm. Um, they had a problem in their squad, they solved it with Van Dijk, and they've gone from strength to strength, so I can but see, then, I can see why... A, sorry. They did have a glaring error in their squad, whereas we don't, really. Well, we, we've had issues where we haven't had a proper alternative to Kane, and we went out and bought a cheap version and Liverpool had a problem they went out and bought um, a £75 million player they lost um, yeah, what, they lost one of their key players but they were still able to bring in players like Salah and stuff like that yeah, but they, they yeah but th- those problems are different from, from ours like to having a decent backup to Kane well, is, is a really complex problem I think to when, solve when Liverpool signed Mane 
we could have signed Mane if we were willing to pay the wages. Liverpool seem willing to pay the wages for players. I think that's the, that's the, the the clear discrepancy between the two. I don't think Liverpool have done. But the problems they had to solve, i.e. a centre-back, there's two centre-backs or three centre-backs depending on the way you play. Mm. It's not like Kane where you play one up front. Everyone plays... Yeah, but then Liverpool went out and spent um, a load of money on Chamberlain, who I've always admired, I've always thought was a good player, as a kind of backup midfielder. And they went out and bought an England international, spent a lot of money on a, on a backup player and made a good acquisition. We went out and spent a lot of money on a backup player and bought Sissoko. Yeah, the acquisition's there. not has been nowhere near as good as Liverpool's, is it? I think it just puts a magnifying glass on the errors that, that we make. We are going to make mistakes. Um, I guess you're going to look at the last summer window properly now with, uh, what was it, Foyth, um, Aurier, Rente. Mm. Yeah. I've forgotten someone. I've but anyway, so we look at those players and... Um, Sanchez. Yeah, Sanchez. And, you know, only Sanchez... As it stands now, as a starter, yep. um, Aurier has been in and out of the side. Um, my opinion on Aurier is that I think he'll get a day of execution next season, maybe a pre-season. You can iron out those kinks. Mm. Um, do, you, do you see a world where Pochettino turns Aurier into a, a, a good class fullback at Spurs? I would, I would like to think so, but I just think some of the errors he's making are quite fundamental. Um, the penalty against uh, Brighton. Brighton was harsh. Yeah, I think. And but his track record means that it's you get judged more severely. Well, yeah, there was a debate on Twitter. I think Charlie Parrish piled, and I think you and Roberts and Wendy were saying, "Well, Aurier's one of our be- one of our better players that game." Yeah. You know, Charlie countered. Yeah, well, the mistake he made was quite terminal because we would have won that game. But did he make a mistake, chances. or did the guy go down very easily? And if it happened to someone else, we wouldn't be having this discussion. No, discussion. no, no. Of course, but it's, but but you got to deal in what's actually happened. Yeah. You know, and, and he's and he's given away the penalty and. Yeah. If you have a player who can who can change a result as a result of a mistake, i.e. a goalkeeper or a defender, then you got to... You, you, be deal, you, deal, you deal with what happened, yeah. but you should deal with it in that instance and not and forget the narrative behind it. Unless someone's an absolute calamity. In this instance, I think narrative, and I've seen this for, for this week, narrative and, uh, and the influences so much about how people view Spurs and view particular players. But that in, in itself... Sorry, Tio, I'll get to it. That in itself... Um, I don't think that was a penalty. I think it was harsh. Yeah, that's what it should be judged on, and he, that isn't that 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 decision didn't add to him being a liability at the club. But that could have happened to anybody, I think. So I think yeah, it's I harsh think to, to to attack him for that. It's one of those things where of all the people it could have happened to happen to him. Mm. Um, you know, you look at the Juve game, and oh, I think many Spurs fans punched punched walls when he gave away that penalty. I mean, it was missed. It was academic. Yeah. Um, Real Madrid won. He couldn't really not give away that penalty. The one on Cruz. Yeah. Um, I know he's given any other penalties. No, I don't think I so. I think they're sending off at sent, West Ham. Sending off at West Ham. He's been sent off twice, hasn't he? No. No, one. just once. So we're talking about three penalties and a sending yeah, off. Th- which think... is quite a lot. <laughs> it's quite a lot for it. You know, the penalty against Juventus, it was Douglas Costa was up. It was a stupid mistake. But it wasn't like Spurs weren't without fault in any of these games. I don't think um, he cost us the points at Brighton. I think we played shit throughout the pitch. And we had bigger problems than Aurea. And against Juventus, it, as T says, it was academic anyway. There are any Watford players that you take? Like a lot of people talk about Ricardson. Yeah, Richardson only does. Richardson, is it? Yeah, it's a bit yeah. of a Amir Zaki, isn't he? He had a good Four first half and it's kind of falling off a cliff. Yeah. Um, the other one everyone goes on about is Decore, the midfielder. Yeah. I don't often watch Watford, to be honest with you. They're pretty pretty dull, so I don't, really, I don't tend to watch their highlights or watch their games. So it's, it's hard for us to have this discussion. And... Um, but you can't ignore the fact that uh, the return of Kane uh, after just two and a half weeks sustaining that injury against Bournemouth, you can't ignore the fact that our form has been horrendous since then. And I'm not saying it's Kane's fault. Obviously, we'd never chuck Kane under a bus or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's two things I want to ask you guys. One, is he fit? Um, and two, were we playing better without him? I I don't think he's a hundred percent fit, but um, did he play better without him? It's difficult to say really because I think the games when he was out, well Chelsea aside, they're fairly winnable, I right. suppose. And again, but you'd say Brighton away was a winnable. Yeah, he scored two and four, as he said. Well, one and a half in four. If yeah, you're gonna yeah. listen to all the all the stuff about him claiming that goal, it's just one of those. It's one of those things. Um, Potch ain't gonna drop him. If he's if he's even seventy five percent fit, mm. but then 
Is that, is that a problem, though? Um, it's not a problem now. I think the Hugo Lloris situation could be a problem if his bad form continues, because as a captain, you don't you don't drop him. Okay, you got dropped for the Man U game, but he was made. It was in very poor form before that semi. That's true. Um, what, what, one one of the things that I noticed when Kane came back into the team, and don't get me wrong, if he's fit, he plays. He gets in there. He scores too many goals not to. He's what is he on thirty seven, thirty eight this year? Yeah, thirty seven and forty five or something. Huge like return, massive return. Is it his best season at Tottenham? I don't. It's up. It's not in the league, not in the league. But the season's not finished yet, so. Okay, so, but when, against Chelsea especially, but others as, other games before that as well, our movement, when we had, we played a system much more comparable to the way Liverpool play, in that they don't have a target man and they, they have a false nine, if you want yeah. to call it that, and huge amounts of um, um, interchange, uh, interchange yeah, between, between the players. Um, we looked like it was a... Um, Quite cultured and confusing way for the uh, for the for the opponents to, to deal with what we were doing, and Son and Lamella were changing positions, and all of them looked very dangerous. Son especially, but sort of reveled in that role. So, yeah. go on. Well, I, I I think a fit Kane is um, he's unplayable in our league. He's one of the best strikers in the world, and he gives us something that no one else gives us. But um, I do agree that against a team that sits sits back and blocks the center, blocks the channels. Uh, a movable front three works better but mm. that's not to say it would have been the answer because Liverpool came went to Old Trafford and Mourinho was quite adept at killing the game so even when they had their three best players who were really on form they still weren't able to overcome Man United so I don't think it would have definitely have won us the game it would have been an option to start with if Kane's not fit I don't start him because he's too um, he takes all the focus or attacking movement. If he's not, if he's not super fit, then he can't deal with it. So, um, so I would have started if he's not fit with the kind of false nine, yeah. and then brought Kane on as an alternative. But does that then think well? We don't need that secondary striker, and that we have a system that negates the fact that or the need for a, a thirty million pound sub striker. Well, I, I said a few weeks ago that I would. I want us to stop signing Kane light versions like Sold- uh, uh, Janssen and Lorente. And I would rather get a player who's adept at playing wide or centrally, like Sun, but is a bit more of a presence. Lucas, Lucas Moura? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. No, no, he can't play centrally. But someone like Zaha, who's recently for Palace, has been playing centrally. Yeah, or, but, or Josh King. Not saying that that's the Josh level King. of play we want. But, that's the sort of. But what, what I meant, well, sorry, rather than Moura playing up front, it would yeah. be that he would free up by having him there. You'd be able to do what uh, perhaps Son can do. I don't, and, then, I and then that would free up Son to play in that I don't know I haven't seen from what I've seen with Moore he, he tends to get the ball a lot of the time with his back to goal and I, I don't see him square up players like Son does so um, I don't know I think um, he's not quite like a Zaha no ok oh is that it yeah <laughs> I didn't have anything to add um, I've got to run all the over so <laughs> go on you go Billy, <laughs> okay, um, quick. No, because there was something we were talking about, and there was a question from Owee Murphy on Twitter. <laughs> Padded that out. Go on then. In, in Groundhog Day style, you wake up and it's the morning of the FA Cup semi final again. What actions do you take to influence the result of the game? What do you mean? What do you mean, actions? You never believe that there's something that you do which have a knock on impact. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't have done the live show. <laughs> we haven't won a fucking game. No, no, no. no we, we won, won Dortmund won. away, Dortmund but away. that was minor. Only like fifty people turned up for yeah. that. Um, it's uh, it's been a bit of a bad one with that. We we seem to choose. We can only do away games, right? And the reason for that is we never want to take people away from people that, you know to go into the game. Yeah. You know, it shouldn't be a draw on our home ground. The match day going fans. So we're never going to do a home game. But. The away games we've chosen have been our most difficult. They've been big games. Man City, Liverpool away, Man City away, Juve. Dortmund away, Juve away, uh, Arsenal away. Yeah. These are not winnable games, typically. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to have hard no, I just feel the way. Stoke away from that one. Yeah, Stoke, Brighton, all that kind of stuff. Brighton. Um, uh, yeah, that's what I would have changed. What would you, boys? Uh, it's difficult to say. Probably would have drunk more. <laughs> drunk I don't know if that would have influenced the result of the game. I used to believe that things I did in the build-up would... Uh, I'm quite superstitious but on the, on Saturday I went to the gym and I had a wank and that was exactly what I did in the build up to the Man City game and as I was halfway through pulling one off I thought this is exactly what I did at the Man City game but I just powered through and <laughs> <laughs> that's Bardi for you know, you know in the marathon when you hit the wall Bardi just goes just, straight through just it man. power through it I thought, well, just, I'm here now just that mental strength 
Absolutely. Um, Harry England, he says, um, obviously it happens to Spurs semi-regularly and we're all spitting feathers, but do you, like me, enjoy videos of Liverpool fans getting walloped outside Anfield <laughs> or have a sympathetic view of their human too? <laughs> Probably not the best question to include, given the fact that one of them is intensive care. Um, <laughs> I don't know that. You, did you not hear about this? It's no, I knew, I knew the guy was done over, didn't know he was in intensive care. Oh, I don't know, he's critical or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, fucking no one should go to football and get hurt at, at, at all. Um, but Liverpool, I don't know, should we leave this here? Uh, I think we should just move on. Yeah, let's just We're move just on. We're just going to have to edit stuff. Yeah, forget it. And look, oh, what happened to that guy is fucking not nice. Not nice. Yeah. And Roma have a reputation of doing this sort of shit before. So anyone going over there, any Liverpool fan going over there. And there's a couple that listen to this pod, actually. Weirdly. Well, it will be worse when they go to Rome. So It will be worse, so just take care. Apparently there's a bridge going over to, to Rome's, uh, the, their stadium. What's it called? Um, Olympico. The Olympico Stadium. Uh, but you have to walk over a bridge with funnels your supporters in, and you get, you get like jumped. So it's like um, it's like West Ham chicken run type shit. Yeah, you get jumped, and um, and there's like a warning to away fans: don't do not cross the bridge. You know, you fucking got to cross the bridge. <laughs> Best way to get to the stadium: do not cross it. Let's get jumped in some alleyways by some guys. That's the problem. They don't protect us away in Europe as well. So no, that'd be great. Uh, Barney the Donut on Twitter he says you're stuck in a lift with Daniel Levy he says you can have a free season ticket for next season if you lick his shiny bald head for a minute or a free season ticket, free season ticket for life if you suck him off and swallow which do you pick lads? Uh, I think it is beautiful next season I'm, I'm sorry I'm, 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 I, don't need, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I need one for life to, to, to that degree I don't think I'd do either I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd, li- I'd lick his head for, for a free season ticket I wouldn't do anything else yeah, I think we're quite conservative, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, not for a free season ticket. You know, uh, where are you at of our fallback decisions? Do you think uh, fallback positions? Do you think we we need to? Um, is this something that is obvious in the same way that Liverpool dealt with their centre back issues? Do we need to deal with our fallback issues? Yes, um, but this isn't um, something that's polar. What the fuck was that? I think it said Oxley Chamberlain's are missing the World Cup. Oh. <laughs> because of shit Poor um, thing. Um, it's not one of those polarising things where I'm going to say we spend 120 million on two fallbacks to, to solve the problem but our best form came from playing 3-4-3 with two athletic um, fallbacks yep. in Rose and Walker um, Trippier and Davies are serviceable fallbacks but they're not the wingbacks we need to be successful mm-hmm. Um Davis has been amazing this season. I know in the NBA they're the most improved player, but I think he would be ours by, by a mile. But I think if we are to recruit, we have to recruit with 3-4-3 in mind, and I think we need an upgrade. Um, the Aurier situation, as I've said, maybe he can have a day of execution, but I think in terms of the left-back, either they try and... I don't know if Rose feels he has a future at Spurs and he can get his form back, or just find... Um, you know, what Rose, a player like Rose, I mean, Bertrand is 28 years old, I don't see us going for that. There's lots of talk about Luke Shaw, um, I don't know what he's got left. If we sign Shaw, I'd rather it happens as soon as the final whistle goes at Leicester. still young, isn't he? Yeah, I'd rather we sign him after the final whistle at Leicester and not on the, not, uh, um, I don't know, 11.59 before the deadline. Ben Chilwell. Yes. I I, no, I'm not a fan. You're wrong. Okay, maybe, but I don't like him. You're wrong. I don't think he's. I don't think he offers us. I think he's just a um, slightly better version of Davies. You're wrong. Okay. <laughs> I love that guy. Have you seen the way he talks as well? He's like no. a rude boy, a proper yeah, rude boy. Like, talks like <laughs> Ashley from Photoshop, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, really? Yeah, he does. You'll love him. As soon as you hear him talk, you'll be on board. <laughs> I, I, all, all I can say is, I, like I say, I don't watch as much football as you do, but the the um, whenever I've watched him play, he always stands out for me. I think I think there's something. I there. think it's more. It's not so much whether he's good or bad. It's a kind of fullback we need. We need someone who's gonna really cover that whole flank pretty yeah. much so Son can play a bit more narrow mm. Son's been playing a lot wider than usual and I think we need some of them to go up and down Cesson Young was that guy but now he's obviously will be playing in a three behind a striker then playing at a wing back so we, yeah I mean I, I've been made to point out multiple times this yeah. year is that he's not a fullback yeah. he's very much not a fullback well he's not a fullback in the championship you know it's, it's, Maybe in the Premier League, it's, it's a, a wing back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe in the wing, in Premier League, he drops a little bit deeper. He maybe he doesn't get the space, or you know, he needs that kind of area to run into. I like the look of the bloke who played for Monaco last season, um, Sidibe. Um, 
I've been since told that he's a bit clumsy with the ball, but he looked amazing against us. Him and Mendy yeah. tore us a new one. Mm. Um, and he's a right back. I wouldn't mind someone like that. Just, would you I take, just think it would be someone that's just that dynamic. Would, I, you, would you take Delph? No. No. Given that Mendy's going to come come back? No. 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 I think... Um, no getting the gender. He's <laughs> different. He, when he plays um, at left-back for Man City, when Man City got the ball, he, he comes inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So he almost becomes a midfielder again. Um, I wouldn't mind us spending all our budget on two full-backs. I think that'd be quite interesting to see. Well, how is 120 million, That's two six, full-backs? 60 million on each one. 60 okay. million each side. Some, two I mean, big dogs. Let's see yeah, get, get Fabinho. I like him. Yeah. Cheers. I was looking, I was like, who the fuck are you talking about? Uh, John Manning, so he says, Alex Ferguson took five years to win a trophy. Five years at Man United, different times. Seven to win the league. Uh, do modern day football fans expect too much? And do you feel that Spurs fans have a feeling of entitlement nowadays? I do. I feel that if Pochettino is given another five to ten years, we'll definitely win a few pots. I don't think it's a Spurs thing. Um, no. The landscape of football has changed. Um, we often say, oh, Spurs fans do this, Spurs fans do that. Every club has, has the same thing. We're not, we're not special, no. you know. Um, if Ferguson joins United now, um, he would need to win the league quickly. Yeah. Um, and it's the same for Klopp. I mean, Liverpool have won one trophy in 10 years. The same as us, a League Cup. Yeah. Mm. That's um, it. And he's under pressure to win. Everyone's under pressure to win. Um, do our fans feel entitled... So, to, to a degree, but it's, it's just frustrations. We, we, we're so close. Yeah, there's too much money involved now. And when Ferguson was at Man United, I don't even think English teams are in Europe. No. So the possibility of winning cups... This is after else. Heisel. Yeah, yeah, after them lot. So, um, the 33, 39 were 39. killed. So um, there was less cups, there was less pressure, less money and everything else. Not Maybe not less pressure, maybe that's a bit... But there was definitely less money involved in the importance of finishing top. I players. mean, the fact that Pochettino is going to be the longest-serving Premier League manager after you know when the new season begins, should he say it Spurs, and I'm sure he will, that shows you everything. That shows you everything. That, that a manager's appointment isn't linked with a direct success of a football club anymore. You know, if you if you get a manager and he wins a league, there's no real guarantee that he's going to be there at the end of the season after. Is Mourinho, Mourinho, Conte, Conte. you know, look likely he's going to leave. You know, Allegri's going to win the probably win the the um, the league and, and and move on as well. It's the nature yeah. of football these days. So, well, there was a phase when everybody, every team that won the league cup, the manager who won it next season wasn't even there. Didn't last the next season. Is that right? Yeah, it was a phase of it. Maybe seven or eight teams. It's, it's, it's difficult. I mean, the more we get, the more we want. Um, you know, I want we 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 never give our arm for Champions League football. You get the crest in every year. We'd rather finish in the top four, win the FA Cup. Now we're a semi-regular Champions League team, let's win a trophy. Yeah. You know, I don't know, would you rather get to the semi of the Champions League or win a trophy? We're going to probably get those questions going forward. Um, I think we have made we have, we have made a bit of progress. Um, it's a kick in the teeth to see what Liverpool have done, but they've had a fit. Talk about Liverpool an awful lot. That's, that's not much. Well, but there, but there are parallels, though. But, you can but they haven't won anything. They haven't won anything yet. Yeah. They, by, um, they might get to the final, fair enough, but... At the end of the season, they might finish third and have nothing else to show for it. A runners-up middle. Fingers crossed. Yeah, let's hope. Um, that, that question from John Mannings was followed up by uh, Kian Millianian. <laughs> butchered that. Um, we've been spoiled for these last few years, John. Modern fans don't know how lucky we are to have this team, pots or not. Um, yeah, that's true. I, I, do you know what it is? I, I think everybody's getting consumed by Twitter. They're getting consumed by... Uh, you know, reading the reactions of fans when when, when we lose, there's all, Spurs fans and every other fan of every fan base have always had reactionary fans, but they yep. never had a platform to to to, to, um, to voice that opinion um, genuinely. And I can't stress this enough: you don't absorb any of it if you don't go on Twitter and read it directly after. So anyone who wants to enjoy their club a little bit more, just don't go on Twitter at all. I, after the final whistle went on Saturday I was nowhere near it yeah, I, just, I just went home I mean I guess the frustration that, a lot of Spurs fans have is just the grief they're getting from their mates who support other but clubs. that has always been there and that's always been there but it feels like it's intensified this season I, you, I'm not someone who gives it to other fans which I, ve- I rarely do it but I've been getting a few WhatsApp messages of I don't know empty trophy cabinets and cane this and cane that but, and and I've got a thick skin, I can take it, but there's probably other fans who think, look... But T, but that's because we've become more relevant. That's yeah. because they... But yeah. do, you know, do you know, like when West Ham... Do you even think about West Ham during yeah. the season? Yeah. Other than when we play them? 
You don't no. think about them. No. Like you, if they lose a game, you don't then text your West Ham and go, nah, dickhead. You <laughs> don't because they're irrelevant. Spurs have forced their way into the relevance of other, uh, other football fans. Yeah. So this is the price you have to pay. You deal with their bullshit every now and then. But you'd rather have your football club doing decent, doing decent things on the pitch than... The worst thing about uh, being talked about, though, the only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked exactly. about. Exactly. Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde, motherfucker. So he's got fucking... He knew what he was talking about. He knew about. what he was He's got educated opinions. Yeah. Oh, of course. So do you make of the news about the first opening four away games next season? I see it as um, I see it as a insurance policy in case it's not ready. Yeah. But I just think I Poch, anything else. there's been so much said about Poch wanted us to start quick, and he feels that the window finishing before the season starts is helpful to that. But it might be a bit detrimental. But what could you do? It is what it is. Well, well, quality away. It just Wait. means towards the run, running of the season, we're going to have four more home games. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Same. I don't have any any issue with it all. I think from. It's a sensible. I think the stadium's going to be ready. Unless it's like Old Trafford, Stamford Bridge, yeah. and you know the Emirates, <laughs> yeah, and the Etihad, Etihad, wherever it is. Could you imagine <laughs> four games, four losses? No, no, but then you know it's fixed. The but then you look at, um, but then Son um, said he's going to play in the Asian Cup, so he's also going to miss the opening. That's true. Games. Do you think? Do you think I'll give an opportunity to, to Lucas? And where are you with Lucas now? Because um, I was excited by him. The man. What game did he start? Man City, oh, no, Brighton. Brighton. I saw that game and I thought there might be a player in there, but he does fade. I think there's a player. He hasn't he hasn't played a lot this season, but there's definitely someone who gives us something a little bit different. I have I have some faith he will end up producing probably more than Lamella has produced. I think we should. God, that's, I think Lamella well, should I mean, get the, in the bin. Okay, we'll come to Lamella in a second. But are you not excited a little bit about him? He's, he looks Lucas. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. I said he'll give us more than Lamella. That wasn't excitement. <laughs> That was not excitement. Well, because I was just downplaying it in case you guys were going to get really upset. No, I'd be all over you for that. I'm excited by it. I wouldn't say I'm excited. He reminds me a bit of Giovanni De Santos, where he he at times looked fucking amazing, but then you kind of think, playing for 90 minutes... Kenny. I think he's more sensible off the pitch than Dos Santos. No, no, I'm not, I'm not comparing him to as a personality. I'm just saying that um, when Dos Santos signed for Tottenham, there's a lot of excitement around him. Mm-hmm. Um, but remember yeah, what the, kind of club we were then. Yeah. yeah. But he was someone who scored a hat-trick in his last Barcelona game in the same team as Ronaldinho. So he came here with, <laughs> he came here with a lot of hype. Yeah. And yeah. when you watch it for 90 minutes, you're thinking, well... But he'll learn. I mean, when, as I said, if he has... Um, a good pre-season. Don't know if he's going to be in the Brazil squad. No, Maybe we'll see a fresh Lucas Moore at the start of next Absolutely. season. Absolutely. This is my prediction. I, I see him as a, a player who's played five, let's say five games. He's had yeah, yeah. five substitute appearances for mm-hmm. PSG. Uh, a, clear, a player of immense talent um, who will come on leaps and bounds at Spurs next season, will be given more opportunities. You don't walk into Pochettino's t- team after playing five, what are we saying? 100 minutes of football yeah. in a season is always going to take a bit of time I think every time he's come in certainly went off the bench he's already made an impact I thought he was very good when he came on against Man United he looked, looked sort of dangerous a little bit again when, when he come on I'm predicting big things for him I think well I say big things I, I think he's going to be he'll play at a level that, that means that he fits in, in that front line at Tottenham um, certainly better than Sissoko in any case 100% I agree yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the issue I have with Lamella is that when people give reasons for keeping him and starting, it's like, yeah, but you know, he defends from the front, he works hard in that role. You're talking about me? That sounds like you're talking about me. Team. Well, you're, you're one of many. You're one of many. I feel like, well... The voice as, of many as, is strong. As Flav always says, if you, if you can do something that they can do, yeah. what's the fucking point? <laughs> if we, yeah, yeah, I can, I'm no, saying if I, if I hit the you gym... You can't defend from the, the front. Gym, if I hit the fucking gym... And you know, did intense train. I could fucking run about a bit and close people down. There's, there's a thing when uh, Aaron Lennon used to get praised for his defensive abilities. When your secondary role is your, better than is, your, your is your is the, your unique feature, then there's something fucking going wrong. You know, it's like um, a fullback. Like well, like you need a fullback to attack. Yeah, but you know, first and foremost, they have to not do fucking mistakes in their own box. Lads, yeah. So, oh, no, I understand. Yeah. Lamella's no threat. Lamella, for me, offers zero threat as an attacking force. He defends well, he hassles, and um, he harries and stuff, and he presses, and he, he, occasionally he does a nice... Well, why, is it, why does Pochettino like him so much, then, if that's the case? Because he sees himself in the market. He's got no one else. Who are you going to put on? Sissoko? Well, we had, we, had we spent a year without him and did all right. 
without Lamella. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what I, we did excellent without him. We don't lose him when he's there. Fine. When he's not there, fine. Well, why, why do I like him so much then? What, what do you think the, I see in him? I like his attitude and I like his spirit and that's all top class. The way his personality is great. There's a lot to but, like. There's a lot to there's like a, about yeah. him. There's an awful lot to like about him. Not a wanker. But I think we're we're at a point where we're going to have to we're gonna have to lose some people. Um, Dembele being one, some, someone we're going to have to lose. Um, Sissoko for different reasons than Lamella and Dembele because yeah. Sissoko's just crap. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's not you're, modern art. I've, I've given up. Your project is over. Yeah, I th- I've, I've thrown the bed out the window. There's <laughs> <laughs> a, a great question here. Is, T, did you make this up? I don't know if it was you or Nelson Sarr because of the formatting, but what, what would it be like if we'd never had Pochettino? I think you asked that question. Did I? You did, yeah. When? I don't know if you were pissed up last night, but you, you, you asked it and I put it in. Oh, right. I don't think I asked it exactly like that. So, so Essentially, I think the thinking behind the question was when we, when we were linked to Pochettino, there was him, De Boer, and Benitez. That's right. And I think we talked and about all alter- as well. Yeah, and I think we talked about alternative universes where we had each of these guys. And I guess five years on, well, four or five years on, we can probably think, well, what would life be without Pochettino? Would we see, you know, would Kane have continued to improve? Would we see how he winks? In terms of a league position, given everything we'd learned beforehand, you don't know, we could have got another manager who'd done great things as well, yeah. but I see a world of continued mediocrity, of striving for Champions League football, but always falling short. I've, that's, what I, that's what I see. There's, there's, there's all the possibilities that we could have ended up like Sunderland. Even if you look at like who their managers have been, um, Dick Agbacat, Allardyce... Um, could have made those boys. They are they were they, mid, they were mid-table Spurs signings. Absolutely, and each one of them slowly but surely added to the fact that they became shitter, bad signings, bad, bad, uninspiring, uninspiring. And they 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 they've melted away. They don't, did they even exist in League One? So there was a possibility that if we hadn't signed Pochettino and we'd gone for a shitty manager, that we could be where Sunderland are now. Even if it wasn't that extreme, and, and of course, and it could happen to any club if you make bad decisions. I don't think Levy would have actually done that. But well, he, you know, um, Juan de Ramos was eight. Um, no, no, yeah, it was Juan de Ramos. Two points after eight games. Mm. That's 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 a relegation. But he, he, acted, he acted very quickly. But there was. But Redknapp has been act, been used at other occasions to save hasn't teams, worked. and it hasn't worked. Yeah. So there was a distinct possibility possibility that we could have got relegated. And then you go from AVB to um, to Sherwood, and there's a, you know we got lucky. Pochettino was a was a good gamble, and it's worked out really well. Yeah, I mean, I I championed Benitez, and I stand by it now. No, we, none of us said Pochettino. None of us wanted him. Uh, I think Ricky. I think I no, don't know. no, Ricky. I think Ricky, I... Ricky had never even heard of him. Guarantee that. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think someone. I think someone suggested that. I don't think anyone did it with any real conviction. I wanted Benitez, and I feel if we did get Benitez, we probably wouldn't... Probably done all right, actually. Done all right. I think we would have won a cup by now. But there would have been no longevity to it. I think Benitez would have been a a fine sign. You can't but think Benitez might might have won that game on Saturday. Because um, I think Dan Dan Kilpatrick said in his pod or on Twitter that Spurs could beat United, but Potts can't beat Mourinho. And I kind of feel like that when he's up against some of the better managers, in the sense that... um, What does that mean? Because we we have been. Well, I feel that... Multiple times. Uh, I don't know. We played him three times this season, and, he's, and Mourinho's won twice. Yeah, but we've. We, but he has beaten Mourinho. Yeah, but not. We beat him on New Year's Day. We beat him in the earlier on. In the I, just, I, I just saw that when. In a, I just think I've always said that if a game, if you, if someone's got to win a game to save your life, you yeah. would pick Mourinho to Absolutely. do it. Absolutely, and so so isn't that then so, some you can give Mourinho, uh, Pochettino some slack in that in- instance. He's had eight years as a manager. Mourinho yeah. has won everything and done everything and has. Like I say, a better squad, better footballers in in in, in the Man United side. Pogba would walk into our side. Sanchez would walk into our side. Um, Mata and Martial would have, and they didn't even play. Exactly. So look, you and and I, I thought we did play well. I mean, look, that. look, look so at the two, look, look at the two of these guys. Two box overachieving. <laughs> what he should have done, I, I think that that's a better tweet. Would saying, look, is it Edwards is still in, in charge of uh, of um, United? Edward. No. Else, Whatever the cunt is who runs Man United <laughs> yeah. against our cunt that runs our club, right? That that, that that's the barometer. That's the way you look at this here. Because yeah. Pochettino with Man United would do more than he's doing with Tottenham currently. So what's the problem? The investment is the is problem. For sure, one hundred percent. I think the investment is now. It's the the big problem we have. Mm. 
we have the manager, we have the style of play, we have everything in place, but we don't have the um, start, <coughs> the stellar starting lineup that we need. So, yeah, so I, I think people blaming blaming Poch don't. Well, I still blame him a little bit for not playing Alderweireld and not playing Walker and stuff like that when we needed them in those big games. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing to do with the pod. No. All right. Okay. <laughs> What's happened? Pochettino died or something. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Um, it's something else you can't mention. No, it's, it's all right, boring. boring. It's boring. Okay. All right. Well, uh, if it's boring, let's. Uh, if, we, if I missed anything else, it's not half time. Uh, there is no half time on Thursday. This, this is it. Yeah, yeah. This is it. Yeah. This is it. It's just forty minutes. It's like Liam Gallagher at the end of the third person. Can we all the way down here for half an hour chat? It's forty. Forty-eight minutes. For Thirty-eight minutes. What else you got? What, what would you want to talk about? No, 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 it's fine. No, well, no. There was a good question, actually. Let me see if I can see if I can dig it out. From Richie K. P- P-U-K. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. About shitting through your... Uh... No, no, no. Oh. Would you rather have dog poo constantly in the bottom of your feet or <laughs> shoes or finish every sentence with a loud but odourless fart? So you're talking, you ask the questions, and... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck. But having dog shit on the end on the bottom of your feet is really annoying as well because you just can't can't go anywhere. And See, the the thing is, is, stepping on dog shit is it's, it's such a rare thing to happen. These days, yeah, it used to happen to me all the time. As really? When as a kid back then, especially just the less care, I suppose. Uh, yeah, and d- dogs used to shit everywhere then. Yeah. What well, now? They... Not so much. No, people. Mate, what, whatever happened to white dog poo? <laughs> I think people just got better at cleaning that up. Yeah, people so didn't sit there for that long. White too. dog poo was weird. It was. It's like yeah. during the eighties and nineties, yeah. you see white dog, dog poo everywhere. Yeah. You need to bring it back. <laughs> but what, what what was it? Why was it white? I think it was just there for long. I've got to guess. No, I don't think so. I think it was a chemical imbalance. Maybe. Oh, the dog's diet. Maybe so the yeah. diets have improved. Oh, so diets of dogs have improved, and that's why you don't see white dog poo anymore. Yeah. That's how footballers have improved these days. You know, better, better diets as well. But um, you couldn't you couldn't have. A fart at the end of each sentence. Can you imagine being at work or doing a presentation, or trying to build a relationship, or meet the, trying the... to talk dirty to your to your missus. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to touch your tits. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is, I... That, is that what talking dirty is to you? <laughs> <laughs> is that what talking dirty is to you? <laughs> I really want to touch your tits. <laughs> I'm sure everyone in the listening is quite wet right now. Oh, you dirty gits. Go on, t- know, touch I mean, me tits. <laughs> if if you want. I don't know, if I've got dog shit at the bottom of my shoes and I have to go to work, I'll probably leave my shoes outside the office and walk in my socks. <laughs> there is no worse feeling than really <coughs> that you've stepped in dog shit. It is the grimmest. There was, there was something you said on Monday that I took a bit of issue with, and I want to know why this is. People often say... Oh, spitting on someone is the worst thing you could do. It's worse than someone kicking me in my face in front of my mum. I think, well, you can wipe it off. I guess there might be the threat of hepatitis getting to an open Have you ever cut been spat and you get sepsis. Has anyone spat on your face? Have you ever had that in your life? No, but not had someone kick I've me in my it. face either. It's fucking horrible. It's not nice. Yeah, you've got to deal with people. But that's what it's, it's like in football where they say, oh, God, that's the, that's the lowest of alarm. Like, oh, well, so you're, 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 you're a man who thinks it's acceptable to spit on each other? That's what I've not said. I've not said it's acceptable. Well, I'm, I'm just saying. leading. I, I'm, I'm responding I, to your question. I too. would rather be spat on than knifed. Yes, I agree with that. I'd rather be... During sex? <laughs> no, it's just in life. I'd rather but being be... spat on during sex is quite cool, man. Spit in your mouth. Oh, wow. <laughs> you haven't even had a drink. No, but, you know, spit in my mouth was something I've said in the past. And, yeah. yeah, but not during sex. I didn't I know didn't that. Well, no, yeah. how's that going to put you off if it's, if it's you and your, someone you love? I I don't, I, I'm not quite at that stage in my, in my relationship I, yet, I, but I get I it. I understand. Out. I remember I, uh, when I, in my younger days, I got hold of this oh, big nurse. Here we go. Here we go. Come on, then. Listen, this, wait to finish the podcast. <laughs> she, was, she was a big lady, and she had a couple of kids. No, no, that's, no, no. no. We start from the beginning, right? Okay. Right, so there was a big lady. Oh, no, my, a nurse, a nurse. Yeah, so my mate... And how old was you? Ah, I, think I was about 19. 19, alright. So, so, so you'd, you'd lost your virginity at this stage? Yeah, yeah. So okay. a mate of mine rings me up and says, look, I'm going to see this older lady. But just, just for the listeners, right, me and T have really settled down for this story and, and are really <laughs> close to Barney as he's telling it. Sorry, go on. So I was about 19, a mate of mine rings me up and says, look, I'm going to take this older lady out, but I feel a bit uncomfortable doing it on my own. Can you come and like, help me out? Wingman. Right, right. Wingman. Right, let's, let's stop there for a second. So he's 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 met this older lady. He yeah. feels uncomfortable. 
And he's not saying there's another lady for you. He's just saying you come along. No, he's saying she's going to bring a friend. Okay, come along go, as ahead. Well. go ahead. And so I've said, okay. And he's gone, all right, I'll be outside your house in 10 minutes. Now, he lives miles away. So I've got a feeling he was ringing around everybody and that was his last option. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in Finchley. I was living in Mill Hill. He pulled up outside my <clears throat> parents' house about half past 11 at night. What kind of car was it? It was a taxi. All right. Okay. And he was like flashing, <laughs> taxi. The, flashing, he was flashing the cash. And we went to this nightclub. And I remember pulling up outside of this nightclub. What was the nightclub called? And this is the thing. And I'm, I remember looking up, and all I could see was White Hart Lane. It was Valentino's in White Hart Lane. That's amazing. He's taking us to Valentino's in White Hart Lane. <laughs> Valentino's in White Hart Lane. So just, can, just so you know, as we're going into this, you picture the story. So it's you in the cab. With, with your mate, with yeah. a, a, a large, uh, attractive, no. I presume, attractive lady. Well, some might find. Yeah. In in one seat. We were yeah yeah. She, I so I wasn't in the middle, but yeah, we were, us three were in the. He was in the front. I was in the back with the ladies. Of course she was. <laughs> and, and then we pull up up to this club. Can you describe these ladies for us, without um, being insulting? They were. They looked like they'd been a, like they'd seen a lot of the world. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Buxom. Mine was pretty buxom, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, carry on, mate. So we pull up outside, I'm like, fuck, we're at White Hart Lane. And I never knew there was a nightclub, Valentino's there. Mm. And we'd been drinking in the taxi, and by then I was pretty pissed. And um, eventually, like, they went off to the corner, and I, I was left with my lady. And she, um, she grabbed me, pushed me to the corner, and I felt a bit like, you know when you watch The Office, and there's the skinny guy gets taken home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gareth, in a sidecar. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't really know what was going on. And she pushes me into the corner of the nightclub, and she's holding her Southern Comfort and Coke, and she's drinking it, and then spitting it into my mouth. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Now, hang on she a minute. Thinks this so, is really so like sexy. an hour before, you were just lying in your bed, <laughs> watching Baywatch, <laughs> whatever, whatever you was doing... <laughs> And an hour later, you're in Valentino's in Tottenham, getting Southern Comfort, spitting your mouth. Spitting my mouth in the corner. She's getting hold of me. She's taking a mouthful and just going, like, mouth, <laughs> mouth to mouth. <laughs> what was you thinking? What were you thinking? Can I get out of this situation? I was thinking, can I fuck her? <laughs> oh, my God. And there we are. I was thinking about having sex, of course. And, and what? And, and yeah. Well, um, she told me she had to go home because she had a babysitter. Right. But she sent me some text messages uh, like throughout the night saying, I've got my dildo and I'm thinking of you, so With fine. You. But the weirdest thing was that um, the next Monday I went to play football and... Um, <laughs> she was a goalkeeper. No, no. <laughs> Someone in my team, he's a, he's a DJ, he's actually he's done, he's done all right for himself. And unbeknown to me, he was actually DJing that night in Valentino's, Valentino's and he watched all of it unfurl. Amazing. He was just like, wow, what were you doing? Was that the worst kind of semi-sexual experience of your life? Uh, it was that was to share now. Yeah. I, I had I, I had a similar situation. Uh, not, I mean, not that similar, but I, I had a situation. That's it for the fighting cock. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's there's nothing in it. It's just like a very big lady became very. Um, I was in a club in in the north, and she took a shine to me. Mm-hmm. But it was like a shine to me in a way that I wasn't allowed to say no. And okay. I was getting what was coming to me. <laughs> you had no choice. In <laughs> it. They had no choice. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was pretty grim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that it went to the point where I was sexually abused. Yeah, it wasn't that. Um, but I did feel violated. This is like me she, too. It's with a podcast. Hands, title. hands were all over the place, and, and when you're not in, aroused, and, and there's a lady who you don't, you know, you don't find attractive, and she's got your hands all over you. It's, um, you feel like you this. Need, yeah, feel weird. I never told anyone that before, buddy. But I'm glad we could share our stories together. Yeah, just me and you. It's a confessional. Uh, uh, that's been the Fight Got podcast. Thank you, lads, for for coming down. Um, obviously, uh, we've got big big night tomorrow. The Heavy streets. Uh, Wave gods. Yep. Wave god number one. Big time. Um, and uh, there's, there's football weekends. Spurs mm-hmm. versus Watford. So everything will be right in the world when we uh, when we do them over. Fingers crossed. Exactly. All right, boys. We'll see you uh, next week. Thank you. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy.
Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. This summer, when you're on the go, stay connected to what matters most with access to over 3 million Cox Wi-Fi hotspots. Learn more at Cox.com. Ask Ashley the Podcast is sponsored by Cox. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.